Hello, and uh, welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm joined here by my sound engineer, Jeff Olson, and uh, we are broadcasting from beautiful Lago Vista, Texas. And this is indeed the Pinocchio Project. Uh, Our vision here at the Pinocchio Project is to vet ideas and examine them from a biblical framework, ideas that promise flourishing, that promise life-giving. And we will vet them and test them to see if they actually deliver. Uh, our, our lens, again, is a biblical worldview, and uh, the Bible has much to say about what it means to flourish. The, the definition of the word flourish is to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as the result of a particularly favorable environment. And the grand story that God gives us from Genesis to Revelation is literally a blueprint for flourishing in a chaotic world. And there are alternate ideas about flourishing that come at us that aren't necessarily rooted in biblical truth or the framework of God's great story. And as we like to say here on the Pinocchio Project, ideas have consequences. Ideas become behaviors, and then behaviors produce outcomes. So ideas have consequences. Uh, Good ideas rooted in the flourishing truth of God's Word have beneficiaries, personal, familial, relational, and community benefits. Bad ideas have victims, personal, familial, relational, and community consequences that are anti-flourishing. So the Pinocchio Project, once again, is designed to examine ideas about human flourishing that are common and accepted and run them through a biblical grid to determine the truth of their claims. Now, if you remember your story From the Disney book, Pinocchio, it seems to be warm and fluffy, but if you read the original novel, it is actually a dark portrait uh, of a personality who is bent on not telling the truth. Uh, He is bent on insincerity uh, for his own purposes and his own gain. But every time he lies, he receives the consequence of that bad idea, and he is indeed the victim of his own lies. And so that's why we named this the Pinocchio Project, because we want to avoid living according to lies and more and more gain an acceptable framework for examining ideas through a biblical lens. Uh, So today is an introduction, and I think as a proper metaphor for understanding our mission together, I want to talk about a very precious commodity to all of us and uh, its importance in our daily lives. Uh, We love it. We like it. We want more of it. This is money. And if you know about the IRS, you know that it's a sub of the U.S. Treasury Agency. And uh, the IRS collects your money. The IRS also has a branch of Treasury agents, and their role is to identify money in its authentic form. They are trained uh, in a Pinocchio Project kind of way to vet counterfeits and get them out of the market. Did you know that today in the United States, 70 to 200 million in counterfeit cash will be passed or at least attempted to be passed today? Now that's a lot of, that's a lot of insincerity on the market. And so a treasury agent is trained to get counterfeits off the market. Uh, but what you may not know is the training protocol for a treasury agent. 
uh, once a young high schooler is identified and and goes through college, uh, the Treasury agency already has their eye on that one, and they recruit them into Treasury agency for the purpose of vetting currency. And their training consists of, first and foremost, not being shown a bunch of counterfeits in their various forms. Their training is rooted in being able to identify the authentic currency. They get so familiar with the real thing that when the false thing, when the lie, when the counterfeit, when the bad idea comes into their range, they immediately recognize it. They immediately know that it does not pass muster through the grid of the authentic. Now, in the very same way, a believer, someone who claims the name of Jesus Christ, is responsible to be trained in the authentic gospel, in the grand story of God's four movements of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, be so well-versed and so steeped in the authentic truth of God's word that when a counterfeit comes their way, they recognize it immediately. They, they capture it, they examine it, and then if it is a counterfeit, they refuse to take ownership of it. And a big part of our challenges today, especially in the church in the West, where we've had it easy for so long, is that we are uh, sort of casual with our faith, and we haven't really developed what's necessary to be able to vet lies that are coming into our church. Now, this is common throughout church history. If you read your letters of the New Testament, you'll see that a large portion of almost every letter is dedicated to this training so that false teaching can be identified and rejected from the body life of that particular church. And over these decades here in the Western church, uh, we have, again, not been much asked of us uh, in the way of setting up a rigorous vetting system. So therefore, these days, uh, when the culture is not so friendly to Christianity and all kinds of alternate ideas about what it means to be a Christian are finding their way into the church that aren't rooted in God's Word, but are actually rooted in the cultural mandate of, of moral behavior, moral requirements, uh, what it means to serve, what it means to do justice, uh, we are not very well prepared to vet these ideas and really these demands from culture when it comes to the veracity of God's Word. We, we must develop the discipline of the Pinocchio Project, and that is to be able to discern what is true, healthy, and flourishing and what should be rejected because victims will result. And there's two particular texts that will guide us through almost every one of these podcasts. Uh, when it comes to our responsibility. There is a proactive responsibility to capture these arguments and vet them, and there is a prohibition that we not follow and not be taken captive by these deceptive philosophies. And so the proactive command is in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, when Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, uh, about what it means to fight the battle well. And Paul's not talking about fighting a physical battle against fellow image bearers. Uh, Paul's talking about what it means to fight in the battle of philosophies or ideas or arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. And as he gets to this portion of the letter, uh, he's admonishing and encouraging the Corinthians to set up this framework, this grid, this, this Pinocchio project of their own so that they can fight the battle well. 
It's a spiritual battle. It's a battle of philosophies and ideas and suggestions about the Christian life that may or may not lead to flourishing. And so in 2 Corinthians 10.5, Paul says uh, of, these, of these ideas that are false, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretense, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is, the, that is the proactive insistence for us as believers that we must be willing to actively capture ideas and arguments and pretenses uh, that are counter to the knowledge of God. And we must take them captive according to what we know is true about Christ and his desire and command for us to be obedient. And this is a huge growth opportunity for the church. Uh, to continue in a discipline of discipleship, or maybe for you to begin in the discipline of discipleship. What is it that, that, that Christ commands of us to be obedient? What does it mean to follow him? Uh, Jesus said himself in Luke chapter 6, uh, after giving what we call the Sermon on the Plain, which is similar to the Sermon on the Mount, uh, but, but he talks about all these characteristics of what it means to follow him or of followership. And then he asks a question in Luke 6, 46. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Uh, one of the, the most compelling aspects of our Christian life is to recognize that when I walk in obedience, that is its own reward. Because I am someone now who is digging out for the foundation of my house all the way down to the solid rock and when the storms of life and the bad ideas come crashing in my house will stand so the proactive insistence is that we are equipped to take every thought captive and make it obedient to christ now the prohibition the see to it that you don't is found in colossians 2 verse 8 when paul again is talking to the church in Colossae about some of these same issues of false teaching and bad ideas and he comes to this point in the letter and he says in a very strong stream of, of passion he says see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. You see, this, this is the counterpoint to take every thought captive. We must see to it that no one takes us captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Now, if you notice these two texts, they both summarize the necessity of knowing Christ and knowing what it means to follow him and be obedient. Don't follow anything that has to do with bad ideas rather than what we know of Christ. And then again, in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And church, we have an amazing opportunity to get so rooted and grounded that when the culture, uh, either inside or outside the church, there's bad ideas inside the church right now. Every church in the West uh, has some bad ideas that they've been incorporated from culture. I'm not saying the leadership does. I'm not saying that the programming does. I'm not saying the discipleship plan does. But there are image bearers who claim the name of Christ in every church that are being held captive by some of these bad ideas. And we don't battle against these people. We battle against the ideas that are enslaving them. Our responsibility is to free image bearers both inside and outside the church from the tyranny of these bad ideas. And so as we continue in the Pinocchio Project, we will talk week to week about some of the current trends in bad ideas uh, and, and 
run them through a biblical grid and vet them for whether or not their quote-unquote nose is growing and victims are going to be the result. So I look forward to talking to you. Love to engage uh, in our communication platforms. Uh, We're still developing. This is actually our very first podcast and our very first attempt. So we have a brave sound engineer, Mr. Olson, who is riding wingman, and we will continue to improve the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Give us some ideas that you are uh, being faced with. What, what is tempting you in the form of cultural ideas or ideas from inside of you? You see, bad ideas don't come just from culture on the outside. Uh, they come from my own thought life as well. So we would love to ride a shotgun with you and, and vet ideas together so that flourishing is the result. Uh, this is Mitch Friedman. Until next time, signing off for the Pinocchio Project.